Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. thankful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the grace that has come upon us this afternoon to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we ask that you lead us and guide us in the sharing of your word. I avail myself as a vessel. Only use me, O Lord. Make me fit for your word. And I pray, Lord, that it shall not be of man's wisdom, but it shall be the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, please. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Wonderful. I think um, we have shared so many things in the last few weeks. I've been sharing from a very wonderful and a powerful book written by our very own Bishop Dagwood Mills, Leaders and Loyalty. Very, very powerful book. And we shared so many things about the statutes of loyalty or the laws of loyalty. And today... Uh, I think last week, we began sharing about the rules of loyalty. Isn't that so? We began sharing about five rules of loyalty. Five rules of loyalty. Amen. Five rules of loyalty. And I believe I gave you one rule last week. There was one rule that I, I shared with you. And we said... The five rules of loyalty is that no matter what you do, some people will be disloyal. Hallelujah. Now, the reason why we share so much about loyalty is it's not because you are disloyal. Hallelujah. We are not sharing because something has happened. Amen. Oftentimes, when you are, talk, you are sharing about this message, your mind will be on Maybe something has happened in a church. Nothing has happened in a church. But it is right that we get to know about these things. Because these things are very real. Amen. This loyalty is very real and is littered all over in the Bible. And as a church, we want to be familiar with these things. Such that we do not fall to disloyalty. Hallelujah. So we said, no matter what you do, some people will be disloyal. No matter what you do in a relationship, no matter what you do, no matter how much of yourself you give in a relationship, somebody will be disloyal or you will experience disloyalty at some point in your life. Hallelujah. And we share that even Jesus Christ prayed and chose 12 people. He prayed and he chose 12 people and one of them, was disloyal. 
one of them was found disloyal hallelujah and so no matter who you are no matter what you do some people that you will encounter or you deal with will be disloyal somebody at least one person in the case of jesus we said the ratio was what 8.333 percent hallelujah and this is someone who prayed all night this is someone who went for an all-night prayer meeting for or before selecting these 12 people now for you who did not pray at all and you chose a lifetime partner for you who did not pray at all and you have chosen someone that you are going to marry the chances of that person being disloyal is i don't want to say it's 100 percent but it is very very large hallelujah jesus prayed all night chose 12 people and one out of the 12 was disloyal amen so no matter what you do sometimes you give of yourself and sometimes you blame yourself and you say maybe it's because of what i did maybe because i didn't do this maybe because i did that maybe because i said this it is not of what you have done what you have said it is that no matter what you do some people will be disloyal hallelujah no matter what you do amen but what we want you to learn is that this is a fact this is what it is so that you pray that you will not be the one who will be disloyal you will not be the one who will be the one out of 12 people hallelujah amen so today i want to give you a second rule of disloyalty a second rule is that teaching is immunization against disloyalty teaching teaching about disloyalty talking about disloyalty in the church is immunization against disloyalty hallelujah now teaching cannot eliminate disloyalty completely but you get immunized against disloyalty hallelujah teaching is like primary care amen do i have you in the church wonderful teaching is like primary care medicine now primary care medicine is not created to eliminate diseases completely but it is such that you'll be educated against diseases so that you don't get serious illness or serious disease hallelujah so for instance you go and you have your blood pressure checked you go and you have your blood sugar checked you go and you have your blood chemistry checked so that if there be anything in it it can be taken care of sooner than later it can be taken care of sooner than it becomes a serious disease for instance when you have you see and these things are very subtle when you have blood pressure for instance you will not feel anything you will not feel anything you don't you are not walking around there's no one who is walking around and says i feel blood pressure my blood pressure is high you will never feel anything and if you start feeling something that means that it has been too late now if you start feeling something like a headache you are feeling like your kidney is failing you are feeling like your 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 your, your vision is getting worse you are that means that that disease now is getting worse hallelujah and if it is taken care of earlier you prevent all these diseases as as something benign as it is when it starts if you don't take care of it 
your kidney will stop working. Hallelujah. You can bleed in your head suddenly and you die. And it will not give you any sign that you have high blood pressure. You just have to be educated about it. That there is something called high blood pressure that needs to be taken care of. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? So that is what immunization does also. When you are immunized against disease, it does not mean that you can't get a disease. But when the disease comes, your body is prepared to face it. Hallelujah. So this teaching about loyalty and disloyalty is an immunization against a day when you will be tempted to be disloyal. Hallelujah. That is what teaching does to disloyalty. It immunizes you. Not because you are disloyal. Not because you have done something. That is not the reason why we are teaching this. So if you feel, for instance, as we are teaching that something applies to you, you are being immunized. Now one thing about immunization is that when you are getting it, it's painful. Do you see? The injection is painful. But there are a lot of benefits if you are able to endure the pain. So as we are teaching, you may experience some discomfort or some pain, but be immunized. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because sometimes some people don't even know that they are being disloyal. Sometimes some people don't even know that the path that they are walking is a path to disloyalty. Hallelujah. They do so out of their ignorance. They become disloyal out of their ignorance. Turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 15. 2 Samuel chapter 15. And verse 1, 2 Samuel chapter 15, and let's read from verse 1. You see, if you've been in Lighthouse for a while, you may have heard this message or heard about this passage many times. And you wonder that even after we have taught it many, many times, there are still people who become disloyal. Do you see? So that is why we need to, every now and then, teach it again. Because like immunization, you get it in October. By the end of the season, you see it wears out. And so when the flu season is coming again, you ought to be immunized. Hallelujah. And so the teaching of disloyalty wears out. And every now and then, we have to touch on it. So 2 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 1. Or you don't agree with me. If you don't agree, we'll share something else. (laughs) That is what is on the table. So, verse 1 in 2 Samuel chapter 15. It says, As time went on, Absalom took to riding in a horse-drawn chariot with 50 men running in front of him. Early each morning, he would take up his post beside the road of the city gate. When anyone showed up, with a case to bring to the king for a decision, Absalom would call him over and say, where do you hail from? Where are you coming from? And the answer would come. Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says, Absalom took to to himself 50 men 
riding in a horse-drawn chariot and 50 men running before him. So you see, he was someone who was important in a society. He was someone who could draw 50 men. Someone who could draw chariots to ride him in the city. And each morning, the Bible says, he will go to the gate, the city gate. He will sit there. Absalom knew that the king cannot be at the city gate. Absalom knew that the king had so much to do that he cannot be at the city gate. So he went to the city gate. And the Bible says, when anyone showed up with a case to bring to the king for a decision. You see, the people were coming to the king. The people were coming to the king. They were coming to see the king. They had some value for the king. And so they were coming to see the king. Now, Absalom did not target the people who were coming for shopping. The people who just came to the church to visit. He did not target those people. He targeted the people who were getting closer to the pastor. He targeted the people who were getting closer to the the work of God. He targeted the people who were getting closer to the leadership. When he sees that you are getting closer to the pastor, when he sees that you are getting a good relationship with the pastor, or you you are doing some work for the pastor, then he comes closer to you. He comes approach you and he says, where are you from? He says, my BF. You know what is BF? He said, you are my BF or you are my BFF. He calls you honey. He says, sweetie. He gives you names. He brings you things. He cooks for you. He buys you gifts. Hallelujah. He, he's doing things for you. He has seen that you are coming closer. You are coming to the king. He ignores the other people. But you are in the church. You are not doing anything. The moment the pastor selects you and he says, I want you to do this. I want you to come close. I want, then Absalom will come closer to you. He does not target ordinary people. You are there. He does not mind so much about you. The moment he sees you getting closer, doing something, then he comes closer to you. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, when the people approached the gate, when they came to the gate, when they were coming to see the king, then he would approach them. And he says, where do you hail from? Where do you come from? Sweetheart, where, do you, where, where are you coming from? What is your name? I want to be your friend. He says, what brought you here today? And the people will answer. He says, Oh, your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. And he says, and Absalom will say, look, you've got a strong case. Because the people are coming to see the king with their matter. They are coming with a matter to be resolved by the king. So Absalom will meet them at the gate. And he says, look, can I get a little volume? Because I find, um, hallelujah. He says, look. You've got a good case. You've got a strong case. Um, and then he says, but the king isn't going to listen to you. He is too busy. The pastor has no time for you. He is too busy. And especially from the place that you are coming from, you are a nobody. 
Hallelujah. He says the king is not going to listen to you. Then he will say, why doesn't someone make me a judge of this country? You know, let me read this in the King James Version for you. You understand. Also, because um, this is too much here in the message. He says, and he said, and Absalom said unto him, verse 3, see thy matters are good and right. That means you got a good case. You got a good case. As for this case, you have to win. But the king has no time to hear you. Absalom said, moreover, oh, that I were made a judge in the land. Not that I like posts, but if I were the one who was making the decisions, hallelujah. He says, oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which had any sweet or any cause might come unto me, and I will do him justice. Hallelujah. He says, if anyone will come to me with a case like this, I will do him justice. Now, Absalom is the king's son. Do you see? So when someone from the king's house is telling you that the king has no time to see you, you've got to believe it. He says, look, that's my father. I live with him. I hear the things that he says about people from your place, about people from your country, about people from your tribe. I hear the things that he says about them. And people like this, when they are bringing cases, he has no time to hear them. Hallelujah. He has no time to hear them. And he says, believe me that what I'm saying is true. And I say, tell me, has anyone ever been dedicated by the king to even hear your case? And then you say, no. So sometimes some people like this, you say, they are in the inner circle, they are in the leadership. And so they know the things that are happening. They know that, oh, the pastor could have done this, but he didn't do this. This, this could have happened, but this. He says, tell me, has the pastor ever visited you? He says, um, no. He says, where are you from? Tell me, where are you from? He said, you see, you see, that is why I'm telling you that. He doesn't visit people like this. He does not visit people like that. He does not visit people like that. When your mother died, did the pastor come to visit you? When your mother died, did they give you money? Hallelujah. When you had this issue, did he wait to even listen to you? He says, the king has nobody. The king has not dedicated anyone to hear you. When you were sick, did they visit you? A phone call. That is all. They just called you. And pray over you. Prayer. 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 Just that. Prayer. Anyone can pray on the phone. As for prayers, you have to be there and lay hands on the person and pray. What is prayer on the phone? He says, if that I were made a judge in the land. If they had only made me a judge in the land. These things will not happen. You see your baby dedication. You see how he prayed for your baby. And the other one, did you see how he prayed for his baby? Did you see? I am telling you these things. Amen. When you were having your wedding, did he come? Did he come? 
And when we are saying it, you will not let us say it. Look, if the pastor is wrong, he's wrong. I am the king's son. And if he's wrong, he's wrong. And we have to say it. And we possible correct him. You were having your wedding. He didn't come. I was with him. I asked him, are you going? He says no. And I think it's wrong. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Amen. So he says, Absalom said, moreover, oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which had any sweet or cause might come unto me, and I will do him justice. And it was so. When any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand. He put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. Mm. I'm reading the word of God. I am not making this up. Oh, you are reading with me. He says, anyone that came forth, he will put forth his hand and took him and kissed him he put forth his hand you see that means he went out of his way he went you were just passing by but he came a king's son just put himself out you see a leader somebody who is a leader in the church put himself out to you like that you feel like you are received he's reaching out to you i care about you i care about your case this person that you are getting too close to, be careful. Be careful. This king that you are taking your case to, be careful. I care about your case. Hallelujah. He went forth. Hallelujah. He went forth. One time someone was sick and then a church member went to visit the person. Cook food, everything, carry the whole thing, went to visit the person. And then when the person went, he says, has the pastor come to visit you? And then he told the person, and I told him also. And the person did not even tell anyone. And when the person is asked, he says, he doesn't want anyone to know. And then the person went to tell this person who is sick. That, you see, I have to say person, 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 so that, you know, I don't want any confusion. I don't want any. You make the preaching difficult. You are hearing person, person. You say, who is this person? The person went to that person who is sick and said to the person who is sick, the pastor has not called you. I have told the, the person said, I have told the pastor that you are sick. He said, eh, you told the pastor when? Three days ago and he has not called you. And you have not told the pastor anything. Hallelujah. You see, I am teaching you these things so that when somebody comes to you like that and he says, I, I came to you and I, I cook all this, ask the person, does the pastor know that you were coming to me? Does the pastor know that you have cooked all this food for me? Does the pastor know that you are doing all you? That is why I am teaching you these things now. Or oh, you don't like it? Oh, that's what's on the table. Amen. He says, he reached out, extra nice. He went forth, extra nice, kissed him. Being extra nice, going out of his way to be extra nice to the person. 
So, you see, when you are reading, when you are reading this scripture, how many of you thought that Absalom was up to some game? You see, not many. So, when someone is doing something like this to you, you will not think that the person is up to some game. You will not think that, you will just think that the person cares about you. You will think that the person loves you. He says, the pastor didn't come to your wedding. The same thing. The same thing. When I was getting married, the same thing. That's how they are. That's how they are. When you were sick, he didn't call you. He didn't visit you. On your birthday, he didn't call you. The same thing happened to me. Me too, on my birthday, he didn't call me. He calls everyone. Me, I don't know what I did to him. My birthday, he didn't call me. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's how they are. Look, nobody will call you. I will call you. He reached out. Extra nice. Extra nice. Always remember, your BF is there for you. I want to be your BF. (laughs) Hallelujah. Extra nice. He says, even me. That's how they are. He says, and on this manner, on this manner, in this way, Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. That means that he took their hearts from the king to himself. The, king, the people now favored Absalom instead of the king. The people now, whenever they are coming to church, the person that they are coming in mind to or to see is not the pastor, but this person. That you are looking forward to your small gift. That's why you are coming. You are looking forward to the small dish that the person has prepared for you. That's why you are coming. Now your mind is off the pastor. So you are sitting in the church and when we are preaching, you see that the person turns to you. You see now? You see now? That is what I was talking about. This is all about you. So he says, on this manner, Absalom stole the hearts of all the men of Israel. And it came to pass, after 40 years, you see, these things hatch. It goes on. And then you don't see that you are falling to disloyalty. He says, and it came to pass after 40 years. Hallelujah. Shekriya, do you see that this, pl- this man had a plan? Do you see he had a plan? He said that it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow. You see, he has laid up his foundation. He has laid up his plan. So after 40 years, he called the king and said, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. For thy servant vowed a vow, while I abode at Geshur in Syria, saying, If the Lord shall bring me again indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said unto him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. Hallelujah! A certain fake spirituality behave as if he's super spiritual. He says, Look, he says, Look. He calls the king and he says, I have vowed a vow. 
After 40 years, he said, I pray you, let me pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord. I have made a promise to the Lord that I will set up one of these area fellowships. Pastor, let me start one of these area fellowships. Meanwhile, he has a plan to start an area fellowship with the people that he has talked to. He has a plan to start a fellowship with the people that he has talked to. The people whose hearts he has drawn away from the pastor. Some fake spirituality. People who create this kind of disloyalty, they fake spirituality. And in your eyes, they look so spiritual. Absalom sounded so spiritual. If somebody is coming to pay a vow that he has made to the Lord, would you say no? If someone like that comes to me and says, Reverend, I want to start this fellowship, would I say no? Amen. So he comes in like that with this spiritual look. Hallelujah. One time, someone who was trying to start his church, he was trying to start his church, and he used to come to this church. He will come to this church and then he will sit down. He will sit there and after the church that he has started, when he finishes, he comes here. And then he will sit here. So after service, he comes to chat with me. He gave me his number. He wants to be my friend. He wants to be this. He wants. So he just says, I like your preaching. So he comes and then he enjoys. And then at the end of the service, he comes and says, powerful. And oh, what a word. I was so blessed. At some point, even he was asking me, one of, our, one of our daughters, he wanted to marry one of my own daughters. That daughter, that daughter, if I tell you today, you'll be shocked. If I tell you that person, you'll be shocked. Hallelujah. He was aggressively wanted to, and then I said, oh. The pastor wants to marry one of my daughters, but there, there was a, 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 my own one of my own sons whose eyes was on the daughter. I said, As for this one, as for this one, I will not allow it. Hallelujah! So, this person keep he kept coming, kept coming, come, kept coming. One day, he took. A section of my church members with him took him away, took them away. He took them away to start his own church. Now, you cannot destroy someone's house to build your house. I say, you cannot destroy someone's house to build your house. You cannot destroy someone's relationship to build one for yourself. Hallelujah. You cannot talk about someone's marriage. Hey, you, you are still marrying this woman. Hey. You have some strength. The Lord has anointed you with some, 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 some strength to go on in this relationship. Only you can deal with a woman like this. And every time the person is telling you this, every time the person is telling you this. So one time you say, I'm tired. I cannot even be in the relationship anymore. Then you come to the person. You know, I don't think I can be in this relationship anymore. Oh, why? Are you tired? Well, then, then just don't look too far. Yours truly is here. You can't destroy someone's relationship and build your own. 
So this person took a section of my church away. And he was nice to these people. Sometimes somebody comes and says, Oh, you are playing the drums here for free? Oh, they don't pay you anything. Oh, why? But the church, they don't have money. And so you start thinking. And very soon, you are thinking of how much I, I, I play and how much I sweat. They don't even buy me water. They don't buy me shirt. I am sweating. Nobody brings me anything even to wipe my face. He said, we will pay you if you come to our church. Hallelujah. He says, Absalom vowed and he was coming to the king's house. And Absalom sent, look at this. He says, verse 10, but Absalom, who has vowed to come and pay his vow to the Lord, the Bible says, but Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. So this is what the person was doing. Look, everything that we experience in the church is in the Bible. Everything that we experience in the church is in the Bible. So don't tell me I'm talking about you. I am preaching the word of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. So Absalom, who was coming to bow, who was coming to pay his vow, now said, when you hear the trumpet sound, that means when you hear that my church is ready, we all take off and we go. So he was sowing his seeds in the church like that. Hallelujah. And Absalom, listen to this, verse 11. I want you to listen to this very carefully. He says, and Absalom, and with Absalom went 200 men out of Jerusalem that were called. And they went in their what? Simplicity. And they knew not anything they knew not anything look at give me the amplified version in that the amplified version he says with Absalom went 200 men from Jerusalem who were invited as guests to his sacrificial feast and they went in their simplicity and they knew not a thing they went in their simplicity and they knew not a thing. What does the message say? What does the message say? It says, 200 men went with Absalom from Jerusalem, but they had been called together knowing nothing of the plot. Knowing nothing of the plot. All they saw was a nice man who was just reaching out to them. Knowing nothing of the plot. And it says, the knowing nothing of the plot and made the trip innocently innocently they made the trip innocently and the next verse says why he says they made it while absalom was offering sacrifices he managed also to involve look at that he has his plan as he was offering sacrifices so he looks like oh he can do a thing like that so he says as he was offering sacrifices he managed also to involve Ahitophel, the Gilonite, David's what? Advisor. 
David's advisor. Someone so close to the king. Someone as close as the king's advisor. He managed to also get the involved Ahitophel, the king's advisor, calling him away from his hometown for Gilo. The conspiracy grew powerful and Absalom's supporters multiplied. This is the reason why we teach about disloyalty. This is the reason. And we have to guard our hearts against disloyalty. We have to guard our hearts against the things that we hear. We have to guard our hearts against the things that are being plotted. When you see these things, see that a plot is forming. When you have a good relationship and you see it is being destroyed, see that a plot is being formed. Abigail, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are growing. You will be in a company. And as you are getting closer and closer to your boss, people will be talking to you. People will be saying things about your boss to you. People will be saying the things that your boss may have said about you. Sometimes they may be things of the past until your boss came to know you so well. Hallelujah. And they will use those things to destroy you. They will use those things. This is how the enemy destroys churches. This is how the enemy breaks out churches. That people are coming up, they are coming up, and then they hear so many things about pastors, so many things about church members, and they get confused. And so they follow you, and you go and start the church. I say, you cannot destroy someone's house to build your own house. Amen. We have to guard our hearts. I say, we have to guard our hearts. Amen. Amen. You have to guard our heart. Don't, sometimes there are certain conversations that you have to avoid. There are certain people that you have to avoid in your life. Sometimes you have a very good relationship with someone. And you just have an encounter with another person. Just speak to that person and it turns your heart. It turns your heart completely from that person. Just a conversation. Eve had a good relationship with God. Eve was having a great relationship with God until he had an encounter with the devil. Eve was so blessed. She had everything she needed in the garden until she had an encounter, a conversation, and a seed was sown in her, in her mind and in her heart. And he says, ah, I didn't know that God, that is how he is. The way we are with God. He says, look, the reason why God does not want you to touch this fruit is because he doesn't want you to be equal with him. Look, the, way, the reason why she's treating you like this is because she wants everyone to be underneath her and she sends people around. The reason why she's doing this is because she wants you to be this. So the reason why he's doing it gives you reasons for everything else. Except that the person loves you. So Eve had an encounter with the devil and her mind changed about God. Her mind changed about God completely. Sometimes there are certain conversations that we have to avoid. Amen. I say sometimes there are certain conversations that you must avoid. You may be in love with the church, but you can have one conversation with somebody and you will not be in love with the church anymore. Sometimes there are people who... Come, just had visited the church and they know about problems in the church. 
If anyone exposes you to the problem in a place where you feel blessed, see the person as Satan. I say, see the person as the devil. It was only the devil who appeared in a place where Eve was blessed that Eve turned her heart against the same place that she was blessed and she left the place. It's only the devil. Hallelujah. It's only the devil. Sometimes you'll be in love with your beloved. You are so in love. One conversation with somebody, it can change you. Your beloved's heart will turn from you completely. Hallelujah. You'll be in a marriage where you are so happy. You are enjoying the marriage. Everything is working fine. Everything is well. You don't have much, but you don't even know. One person just visits you. A devil visits you. A Satan visits you. And that day, your mind and your heart turns away from that relationship. There are certain conversations that you have to avoid. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Don't worry, we'll be done in a few minutes. Luke chapter 22 and verse 1. Hallelujah. He says, now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. So he said, the chief priests and the scribes sought how they would kill Jesus, for they feared the people. They, they didn't know how to approach it because they were afraid of the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot. Being of the number of the twelve. Hallelujah. I am showing you something in this scripture. It says, then enter, you say the chief priests and the scribes, they sought a way to destroy the king. They sought a way to kill Jesus. Look, whenever the church is growing, whenever there is a minshe, minshe is a Ghanaian word means happiness. Whenever there is minshe or there is joy in the church, Satan seeks a way to destroy the church. Satan seeks a way to bring down the church. So he will enter into somebody's heart. Say, may the devil never enter into my heart. He says, then, Sat- then entered Satan into Judas, surname Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way. Immediately, he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. Do you see? So this man, this, this Judas, yesterday, his heart was all for the church. His heart was all for Christ. He was a treasurer, a trusted treasurer. He was one who was holding their money. He... he Everything that he had was in the church. Everywhere they went, he went with them. Hallelujah. He, yesterday, he was excited about the messages. 
Yesterday, he felt so blessed about the church. He felt so blessed by the pastor. Yesterday, he loved the pastor so much. But the next day, next day, he changed. And how did he change? The Bible says Satan entered into him. I say any conversation that you will encounter that will make your heart change over a person that you love so much. Somebody who went out of his way. Somebody who was doing everything for you. Someone who, when you were having your wedding, was all with you, preparing with you, doing everything. You were searching for your gown. The person was with you. You were searching for shoes. Everything that you were doing, the person was with you. Suddenly, you have a conversation with a person and now you say, I don't want you involved in my wedding anymore. I don't want you to be part of my wedding anymore. And what has happened? Just because Satan has entered into your heart or Satan has entered into someone's heart to come and betray the person to you. You don't like my message. Hallelujah. Be careful with a person like that. I say be careful. He says, and he went his way, straightway. Someone who was just with them. He left them and went his way. His way means now he has deviated. Now he's not walking the way of Christ. He went his way. His way. His way. His way was away from the kind. Away from the group. Away from what everyone else believed in. He went his way away from the church. And communed with the chief priests and captains. Now this is, he's communing. He's now in the group of the people who don't like Christ. He's, he's friends with all the people who are against the pastor. He's friends with all the people who are against this person. Someone who just yesterday was their enemy. It's only when the devil enters you. Hallelujah. So he said, he went his way and communed. Commune means have communion. Talk, have conversations, sit and chat with people. Now he's sitting and chatting and planning with the enemies of Christ. And now, the thing that is in their head, the thing that they have been planning and even afraid to carry on, the Bible says, how he might betray him unto them. What they were seeking for, he just offered it to them. Because and suddenly, you remember so many things. Ah, that is why she did this to me. Oh, I understand what, why she did it. I understand, now I understand why she said this. Now, you see, suddenly, everything that you have had to do with a person, now is coming back to you. You are giving different meanings and interpretations for everything that you have had to do with a person. I remember when I was sitting with him, he said this. I remember when I was sitting with him, he said it. I knew that he didn't love me. I knew he was about something. And you are giving meaning to everything differently. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, and they were glad. They were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Hallelujah. In the absence of the multitude. In the absence of the people who like him. When they are not there. 
you need to pray for yourself. I say you need to pray for yourself. You need to pray for your husband. You need to pray for your wife. You need to pray that the enemy will not enter him. You have a beautiful relationship. It is only the enemy that enters into your husband. Only the enemy that enters into your wife. That's someone who stood with you on a beautiful July afternoon and promised and said, until death do us part, I will love you. I will marry you. Nothing shall separate us. Something must have entered into that person to finally now turn his heart against you. Something must have happened. And you need to pray for the person. Anyone that promises to love you until death do you part, you need to pray for that person. Any good friend that you have, a friend that you love, that loves you, you need to pray for that person. That may their heart, may their heart never be violated by Satan. May your heart never be trapped by Satan. May Satan never enter into your heart. Sometimes that is a prayer that you need to pray for your marriage. Sometimes that is a prayer that you need to pray for your beloved. He says, we are going through our beloved Dawson and we are going to marry. You need to pray for that person. That his heart will not be violated by Satan. Hallelujah. It is not a good thing to have an encounter with the devil. And you see, the chief priests and the scribes, when they were having a meeting with Judas, it looked as if a friend of Christ who has come to see them. They did not know that they were having a conversation with the devil himself. The devil was in him. He said that the devil entered him. They did not know that the devil... And so what I'm trying to share with you is that your friend can be the very devil that you didn't want to encounter. Your friend can be your very devil that you don't want to encounter. Sitting there and laughing with you and eating with you and talking about all sorts of things with you can be your very devil. And you will not know. That the devil has entered into the person. You see, listen very carefully. It's not that the person was made to be a bad person. Judas was among the people that Christ prayed for. He was led by the Spirit to choose these people. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, I am not saying that the person was made to be like that. But it's the devil that enters a person and makes a person change and become like that. So you are with your friend and you have known your friend for a long time, for many years. And you know he's a very good friend. A friend that is all for you. A friend that does everything for you. A friend that sacrifices will be there for you. And suddenly that friend starts talking in a way that is turning your heart from certain people. Understand that the devil has entered into your very friend. Understand it. Look. The Bible says God is not an author of confusion. If you have a good relationship with someone, God will never bring confusion to separate you. It is only the devil. So anyone, he says, when he has put two together, he says, let no man put a sender. Anyone that can put this ascender, it will be Satan. Therefore, give him no place. Give him no place. Give him no place. It is only Satan. So he says, give him no place. Give him no place. And so, it is your nice friend looking at you. Your nice, sometimes your own brother, your own sister. Turning your heart against your mother. Turning your heart against your father. See that the devil has entered him. And when that conversation starts, identify and say, I know where this is coming from. 
I know that Judas was not once like this. I know you were not like this before. You wouldn't have talked like this. I can see the devil in you right now. That is the end of our relationship. Understand that. And start praying for that person. Hallelujah. And start praying for that person. Your beloved can suddenly change her mind about you. I say your beloved can suddenly change her mind about you. Your husband can suddenly change his mind about you. Your wife can change her mind about you suddenly overnight. And it's when the devil has entered into him. Guard your heart against the entrance of the devil. He says, the Bible says that he's like a roaring lion. Roaring lion. He's going to and fro, roaming about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking who has itchy ear. Who wants to hear? Who wants to hear a gossip? Who wants to hear something about the pastor? Who wants to hear something about the pastor's wife? Who wants to hear something about the pastor's children? Who wants to hear something about the church? Who wants to hear something about the church members? Do not have itchy ears to hear gossips about the pastor. Don't have itchy ears to hear gossip about the church or about the church members. Satan will enter into you. He says, give him no place. He says, be sober, be vigilant. Because he is called your adversary. He is your adversary. That means he is your enemy. That friend who is sitting there talking to you, he is your very enemy. He is your adversary. And he's going about seeking who may hear me. Who can respond to my best friend? You are my BF. Who can respond to my, I love you. Who can respond to me when I call you sweetheart? Who can respond to me? Our time is up. Amen. Can't share much with you. We have a lot of things. So why don't you stand onto your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Guard your heart and pray. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. It's immunization. It may be unpleasant, but it is good for you. Pray that your heart will not be violated by the enemy. That the enemy cannot enter into your heart. That the devil will not enter into your friend. May your friend never become your adversary. May your wife never become your adversary. May your husband never become your adversary. In the name of Jesus, guard your heart against such things. Guard your heart against such things. Guard your heart against the Absaloms that prevail amongst us. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Oh, yes. Father, help us. Help us. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Flow from the The person may look very pleasant. The conversation may sound very nice. He says that he put forth his hand. He went out of his way to do you good. To love you. To sacrifice for you. He said, and when Absalom, after 40 years, after 40 years, his plan was ready to be carried out. May you not fall to this trap. May you never fall to that trap. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. In the Lord will be straight away.
Simplicity, trust in the words of the devil. Father, deliver us from the ways of the devil. Deliver us from every trap of the enemy. Father, deliver us from every plot that the enemy has to destroy us, to take us away from where you have planted us. Oh, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon us. Father, it may be our friends, therefore, protect our friends from being violated by the devil. May the enemy not enter into our friends. May the enemy not enter into our spouses. May the enemy not enter into our children. In the name of Jesus, we pray against the entrance of the enemy into the hearts of our loved ones. Father, protect the relationship that we have built. Protect us, O God. Protect our marriages. Protect our relationship with our children. Our relationship with our friends. Our relationship with our best friends. Our relationship with our children. Father, deliver us from being violated by the enemy. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' name. With all eyes closed, every head bowed. 
this afternoon you are here you want to give your life to christ you say i want to give my life to jesus if that is your prayer this afternoon wherever you are just lift up your right hand wherever you are and i'll pray with you you say i want to give my life to christ i want to commit my life to jesus i want to invite jesus christ into my life if you are here like that this is your prayer do not live here without receiving christ as your personal savior with all eyes closed and every head bowed in your own privacy just lift up your right hand it is between you and christ it is between you and jesus you say i want jesus christ to come into my life this afternoon if that is your prayer lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you anyone here like that is anyone here like that you want to give your life to christ do not live here the lord is speaking to you this afternoon he says give your life to me because you don't know you may not have this opportunity again if that is your prayer lift up your hand if that is you if you are the one lift up your hand your right hand wherever you are and i'll pray with you anyone here like that father we are grateful anyone here like that why don't you all join me and say this with me say lord jesus Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I am a sinner. I was born in sin. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose up on the third day. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I invite you this afternoon to come into my life. Take control of my life. Be my savior. Be my master. Be my Lord. I will serve you all the days of my life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for the Lord and you may be seated. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.